0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. Annette.
1: And I'm Berlin here.
0: Welcome to the Microbrew Review. This is episode 72. And as advertised on Facebook, I let the guests pick the beers today. So we're kind of all over the place. I don't know. There's not really a theme. If there's a theme, Berlin will find it. Um, Uh, Good libations. Done. (laughs) Welcome back, guys. We have never been in this configuration together. No. First time for everything. That's right. I'm very happy to have you. Um, I am busting at the seams with some beer questions for Berlin, so I was so excited that he could make it today. Um, Probably way more education happens when you're here than, let's say, the other 96% of the episodes, but that's okay. Um, So which one did you decide we should start with?
1: I would probably do the cider first.
0: All right. So we're starting with cider because Annette says she likes cider. And this one is so very unique. Mm. It is Spire Draft Cider Dark and Dry. So Spire makes three kinds of cider. Actually, I think they make a few more. Uh, But three that you can get regularly in Wegmans. Uh, They make a pear, they make an apple, and then they make this dark and dry. And the pear and the apple, for me very similar to what you would expect from you know, your draft cider that you're okay. gonna have when you're out at a place. Th- the reason I picked this one, it's super unique. Uh, wait till she pours it. Look at that color.
1: Hmm.
0: I said Ooh. some people will that be a little st- put off by that. Wow. I think it's fantastic. Dark. It's like you stopped at a farm stand. That's no, the, it looks that's, like apple cider. That's kind of yes. how it's
1: supposed yeah. to look. That's the color of the one I have aging right now.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> Yours probably has a higher ABV if I know you.
1: Maybe a little bit. Just a little.
0: <laughs> yeah, this one has 5% if that's uh, uh, 12 and a half or
1: 13.
0: Holy cow! <laughs> how long has it been aging?
1: Two months. It's, it's ready. I just need room.
0: Uh, there's room On in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna throw
1: that out there.
2: On average, how long does a cider need as opposed to a beer?
1: As long as it needs. Oh. <laughs> So like when my Nana
2: tells me how to make pie crust, she says, well, it's, you just do it until it's done. Right. Okay. What is that?
1: um, (laughs) Well, cider's like meads. It's the first cider I've made and I found out it's just like making a mead. Okay. Um, In this one, it's a recipe that has sugars at, through five different kinds of sugars added, molasses. Uh, Something else I'd have to look at the recipe. Uh, It's called red flannel cider. Nice. And it um, it's dark like this. Um, And in the recipe, they said this could take up to up to six months to clear. I made it in November. Put it on the raisins in December. And then in January, I racked it over for clearing, and it's nice and clear.
0: Raisins like real raisins, like dried fruit raisins. Yes. Don't tell Ian that, or he'll never drink your cider.
1: I just won't tell him that that's the cider that I had. when that's,
0: that's perfect. But if you tell him 12%, he'll gulp it down, I assure you.
1: Well, that's what it was the last time I checked it.
0: Annette,
2: you made a very happy face, a very different face than when you drank the Petrus. <clears throat> yeah, well, the Petrus and I don't get along, and that's okay. Uh, this is something that I could probably have.
1: Oh, that's dangerous. Right? Yeah,
2: it's a creeper. You can tell that there, you, you can't taste the alcohol. Mm-hmm. No, it no. really tastes like candy.
0: This is one of those gateway beverages for people who think, uh, you could get. No, this would be. You a could very get good any good novice to drink this. De- right? any, anybody could could that have it.
1: Color is pretty.
0: And for five percent, you're still higher than Budweiser. Or the you know the typical yes. beers that you're drinking out there. And it tastes so much. Did
1: better. Did you know that Budweiser, Miller Coors, they're starting to up the alcohol percentage in their beers. Good. Well, it doesn't mask the hideous flavor. Oh, no, No, it doesn't.
0: (laughs) No, it doesn't. Did you read that article that I posted online that was something like 26 beers that all Americans should try before they die?
1: Yeah, there were a few of them that uh, I wouldn't.
0: My favorite part of it actually was the discussion. Yes. Because, you know, some people were really, you know, pretentious. Folks like you and I would get on there and say, there's no flipping way I need Miller High Life before I die. Nope.
1: I had it. That's what I drank in college.
0: I served I served triple carmelite at a beer dinner the other week and called it the champagne of beers, and they snickered so hard. They're like, oh, so there's Miller High Life in my glass right now? <laughs> oh, it? Yeah, it hurt me a lot on the inside. <laughs> I can't even pretend. It hurt me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I...
1: Well, there, there's a, um, um, a German beer that's called the King of Beers, and I'm surprised there wasn't a lawsuit because they've been called the King of Beers since the late 1600s? Warsteiner?
2: It was,
0: oh! Oh! <laughs> I actually don't mind that. The Körnig de Bier. That's, that's nice. what it says
1: right on their label.
0: Well, but it doesn't say it in English, right?
1: No, but if you can read German, it... Well, well, that's <laughs>
2: like, what, four people in America, so we should be okay. <laughs> Which is twice the number of people who can read and speak Latin. <laughs> that's true.
1: <laughs> 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 what, what amazes me, though, is... With those big brew companies, they're very good at, at making a consistent product time after time after time. Stone Brewery, um, their head brewer, interned with Budweiser.
0: Really? Yeah. Um,
1: there was another one I was just reading the other day and now I can't remember which. it was. It's another big brewery interned with Coors. Um, some of the top yeast scientists got their start with with them, so it's it's not the fact that they can't make better beers. They
0: have the skills they just they need the consistency well
1: that and it goes back to prohibition. The American public got used to that flavor, and when prohibition ended, they still wanted that kind of flavor because that's what they were used to.
0: Well, I am used to the Lancaster County girl and me having apple cider that is. This is a warm and yeah, and it makes sense because it's
2: from Washington State like you think they're the people who should know apples, right? Well, and there's something to be said for Washington apples, but Pennsylvania apples are also very good. Yeah, our mushrooms
0: are pretty racking too.
2: (laughs) I think one of the reasons why our apples are just as good as theirs has to do with the jet stream. And I learned this because of the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. Thank you very much <laughs> for having me research a character so much that I know more about apples than I probably should. I forgot should. you played that character. Yes, yes. There was a war between myself and the beer, ma- the beermeister on the Shire. That it was. I had a, a, a that a was cult you. Of, that was me. I was the oh, apple girl. Oh, okay. I was the apple girl. So she was always pulling a cart of apples yes. whenever Pulled I was Pulling a cart of apples <coughs> and trying to get people to convert to cider instead of beer because okay. cider was better <coughs> re- for I you. I remember
1: that now, yeah.
2: But the, the <coughs> same jet stream that feeds the flowers in the Pacific Northwest dips down every now and then and comes across Pennsylvania. And there are different years that apples taste better from mm. the East Coast than the West.
0: Well, we do have Musselman here. There was I, I didn't realize, actually, how significant the apple crop was in Pennsylvania until I moved to Gettysburg. And, I mean, all of Adams County is just, like, apple orchards. Yep. That's yep. all there is. So, um, very cool to see them blossoming and then fruit and then the people coming out of the woodwork just to pick all the apples before they go bad. And the reminded me donuts. of, like, wine country, but we're doing it our way, you well,
1: know? It, the cider donuts
0: are just as good, too. Mm. Mm, you never had a sire I know, donut? i never had a <gasps> I did not have a not this year. I do not know the last time I had a legitimate knot.
1: They brought some into work, but they were all that were left when I got there were the uh, white powdered sugar ones. Yeah, and
0: I, they're not the same. That's not a knot. What yeah. are you doing? And I truly, I had no idea. Growing up, I just knew that there was one day a year when they gave us a donut in the cafeteria, <laughs> and they were like, oh, it's Knot Day.
1: Until I moved here, I didn't know what that was.
0: I didn't know what Fat Tuesday was. I didn't know what...
2: Lent well. I'm I knew what Fat Tuesday was before I knew what Fosnock Day was. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Fastnacks was some. It's something endemic to here. i would never it's heard of it. It's truly Pennsylvania
2: Dutch.
1: Shock it up scrapple. to
0: one more of my quirks. I guess I don't <clears> actually <throat> like donuts all that much. There are two donuts that excite me. Uh, one is a perfectly fresh glazed Krispy Kreme. I don't want anything fancy. I just want the, you know, the one that got them started, and it, you can't have any cracks in the glaze. At the point <laughs> in which, yeah, it's got to be perfect. Cause my teeth need to be what cracks it. That's oh man, that's the best feeling in the world. Uh, and the other one is the fractured prune.
2: Thank you for saying. If it. If I didn't us, say I that, going would you have been to so ask mad? You. Fractured. Wait,
1: wait, wait. I don't know that. Fractured
2: one. prune donuts. The difference between Krispy Kreme <laughs> and fractured prune. They both make donuts on site and they make them fresh. Mm-hmm. Fractured prune is a cake donut. That you can customize. So you like get a
0: menu when you go oh, in.
2: Wow. They you walk in and you can make your combination of donut. They have cream sicle toppings and blueberry hill and Black every kind of candy you can imagine. Whatever. And you can wow. dip it in mint or peanut butter or raspberry or chocolate. chocolate. Captain Crunch one. They yeah, have I think the Captain so. Crunch donut. You can get frosting and then dip Captain Crunch. And on the best part the is it comes right out of the fryer,
0: fryer. Oh and then they dip gosh. it. So when they're handing it to you, it's still wonderful. warm. Yes. Oh. oh, it's exquisite.
1: <sighs> See my We're favorite donuts—the buttermilk old fashions, those and the chocolate old fashions.
0: I don't know what makes
2: it old fashioned. They're very—they're very, they're very dense. dense. They're not okay. all fluffy. And you would the, like the fractured prune donuts uh, then, okay. because they are—it's almost a funnel cake when it comes out. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> There's one in downtown Lancaster. There's a couple at the shore. They started in Delaware, okay. and the story of hmm. the fractured—I actually know the owner of the one in Lancaster. Uh, he started, well, the, the company started in Delaware, and it's named after Prunella. Prunella was a 90-some-year-old woman, I think, 80, 90-some-year-old woman. Apparently, she com- didn't eat
0: enough donuts if she lived to be that old. <laughs> she, wow.
2: She surfed. She swam in the bay. She did all of these things, and she would always get bumped up, you know. And But she was, they called her the fractured prune because she would... She was she old and wrinkly, <laughs> she but her name was Prinella. Oh, her name was okay. Prunella. <laughs> so she would have, you know, walk around with a cast or whatever. Hey, how did you do that? Ah, oh, decided to go surfing today, and, and you know,
1: that's awesome. That back. is it's, pretty great.
2: It started in Delaware and has come further. Rehoboth, to be exact. Okay.
0: Hmm. There's a lot of good stuff down that way. Uh-huh. Some dogfish, some killer donuts. Grattos. So story on the next beer. Um, I am totally playing Baby Tomato yes, right are. now. Sorry, uh, I well I'm the only one who had this before, so I knew it was going to be awesome. I'm, yeah. Mm.
2: You can smell the cinnamon in it.
1: Yeah, it's got a nice that apple crisp apple taste.
2: Mm.
0: It is. It's lovely. It's probably not the perfect thing for a cold March night, but as spring is right around the corner. I don't
1: know. Apple cider's pretty good on a cold night.
0: I usually warm mine up on cold nights. That's um.
1: the only difference.
0: But a little bit of rum. <laughs> Sometimes, Mm. maybe. I'm not going to go on the record with my answer. (laughs) Uh, So March 1st was the Philly Beer Fest, the spring Philly Beer Fest. Apparently there's another one during Philly Beer Week. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. down at the
2: Naval Yard. It's in June, and all of Philadelphia comes alive, and the Standard Tap is one of the places that I've been. Um, Yeah, it was...
0: uh, I think Philly Beer Week is fantastic. I had never been to the Naval Yard, and I had not really known a lot about this particular festival. I've seen their logo. I knew it was a thing. I know it always sells out. Um, it's insane. The company that puts it together apparently started doing the Philly Beer Fest and got so good at it that they now go on the road and they do just beer festivals sort of all over the country. Living the dream. What? Yeah. yeah. What a life. Exactly. <laughs> it's And I mean, it's just like a tent city. They throw up all of these huge tents. Um, The company I work for was pouring like 17 different drafts. And one of the companies that was there is Naked Brewing, which is in Huntington Valley. And we always let the local folks decide, you know, do you want to come out? And so two different, uh, Red Castle uh, is in Trevos, 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 Pennsylvania. Uh, So Red Castle came out and the brewer and the owner from Naked came out. Um, I was pouring three heads that day. And we've got Thomas Creek and Spire and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, end of the festival. I mean, it was it was a blast. It was freezing when when I got the date of the festival and got the you should be there. You know, go schmooze and drink beer, which is never a bad way to spend a Saturday. The forecast said it was going to be 24 degrees, and it Ooh. is again outside intense, no heat or anything ridiculous like that. And uh, by the time that the day rolled around, it was actually like 38, which those extra 14 degrees (laughs) were probably the difference between, yeah, I did not take my gloves off the whole time I was there. I was like, if they just smell like beer for the rest of their lives, so be it, it's not worth it. Uh, When it was over, they are, and Berlin knows this, I'm sure, but super, super strict. Like when we say you're done. You're done. Yeah, you're, not pouring, done. you're not pouring. You're not going to, you know, and we were trying to kick some kegs, you know, putting together some pitchers and whatever that would stand around a drink, but we, you know, can't pour for other people. Um, so well,
1: t- that's five minutes before you start filling pitchers.
0: Okay. <laughs> nice. So I was talking to the naked guys, weird sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and they had one beer that was really interesting to me. A lot of their stuff is, Pretty moderate, approachable. Um, it actually took them a while before they made their first IPA because they wanted to do it right. Uh, which just is weird because nowadays I feel like people come out of the gate as breweries with an IPA. An IPA but the, I think they were... Some something. shouldn't. I think Exactly. Yes. So I think they were brewing for two years before they made their first IPA. Which, good on them. I don't know. Yeah you know if they can convince people to drink their stuff anyway but they just came out maybe six months ago with a 10 percent imperial stout called the gentleman it's delicious but i didn't know that until this time because i had only heard about it Ah. and they were only pouring it out of bottles and i really wanted to pocket one of these bottles but as i was completely full up on under armor and like layers i had nowhere to put one of these bottles So at the end of the day, I said, hey, did you guys have any of that left? I really wanted to try it. And they went running around and found me like three ounces at the bottom of a bottle and poured it for me. (laughs) It's like just powerful stuff. Really, really nice. I love a good stout. And it was so cold. You know, it's like, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, 10%. And they're starting
0: to do other things to it, they're starting to sour the stout with pineapple, actually, and age the stout in different kind of bit. Like now it's becoming their... Mm. um, Sort of a basis that they want to make a whole line of things that the gentleman does along the way, and as we were having this conversation, he said, "Did you get to try our sour beer?" I'm like, "No, this one wasn't even like on the menu. They didn't admit to it. If they found a true beer lover, they would pour them some. Every every beer festival has that you know secret that you no. want to get in on. Yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't know. He went and grabbed me a bottle. It is a pomegranate wheat that was barrel soured. I don't know what that means. I'm really hoping that Berlin does.
1: Um, Basically, when they barrel sour it, they age it in a barrel. Okay. And the barrel's already got the breadomyces or the lactobacillus, whichever their souring agent is, infused in the wood already. Okay. That's the only thing that barrel can ever be used for.
0: Wow.
2: Very cool.
1: So it's aged in a barrel.
2: Pop that sucker open, and it It sounds a lot like. One of the times my mom made a pineapple cheesecake. (laughs) My mom made a pineapple cheesecake and strained the uh, crushed pineapple through a colander with which my father had blanched jalapenos. Oh. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, apparently... No wonder you like spice so much. No, no, no. I am not Mexican. (laughs) I am Puerto Rican. (laughs) Puerto Ricans do not like... But they can love, they can learn to like spice. But uh, Puerto Ricans and island cultures definitely do sweet and savory more than they do spice.
1: I don't know. When I was in Puerto Rico, there was something that was really hot that we and had. And I have and no idea what it was. Give that to the tourists. <laughs> <laughs> this was at a Navy base.
0: Was that the Navy base yeah. in Puerto Rico? Yeah. So I did give him a little bit of flack. It had, it, he was proud of himself. He's like, check out the wax seal on that sucker. I was like, oh yeah, about the wax seal.
2: Yeah, it was about halfway.
0: Okay. Um, it, was, it was halfway down the neck, actually. And it was bright green. It matched the label beautifully. Oh, it smells fantastic. But huh. I said, I love the wax seal when I'm giving a gift. I do not like the wax seal when I'm on the podcast trying to open a beer. Mm. So he um, wow. took a I, wrench. Yeah. And just went really quick around the outside with the wrench, and uh, off fell the wax. And I was like, "Oh, if that's all it takes, that was way easier than whenever I try to do it." I'm very excited. So I went went to swim in this. It smells really good. On the bottle, it says 4.6. The brewer insisted (sighs) it's probably somewhere closer to six percent ABV.
1: That's probably then they used real fruit, because you know it it was probably 4.6 when the wheat beer was done. And then you rack it over, put it on the fruit. Wow! Fruit has sugar; it's going to start re-fermenting.
0: Oh, that's neat.
1: That's very, very different.
0: It's <clears> not super sour.
1: No, it's not very sour. It's I sour. can taste
2: the wheat beer in there. I, I would
1: have had a, I would I would have been hard pressed to call it a sour beer without reading the label.
2: It didn't start as well. but it's sour right? the way I the mean, pomegranate is sour.
1: Yes, right.
0: Maybe so. You're picking up the sourness of the fruit more than the sour
1: style. Yeah, I'm not getting any bread or. Anything like that.
0: Mm-mm. And there's no information on the uh, bottle. I was just going to grab it. the bottle. Yeah. It says barrel soured. And <laughs> so, their website is pretty, but it doesn't have a lot of information. I've already perused a little. Now, so they are open k- Friday k- nights it. and Saturday, and mm. he invited us up. So okay. if you have any interest, mm. uh, we could go check it out.
1: Where are they again?
2: Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. 19006.
1: So that's out this way somewhere. Yeah, yes. the
2: one nines are here-ish. Oh, that's—it's
0: like two more than Ian's. So I wondered if that meant he was really close. <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> no, oh, no, bummer. No, there goes logic.
1: Yeah, I would have been hard pressed to. I like it, and I'm not not a wheat beer fan, so. You'll
0: have to see if it's an untapped. The color oh, is very. It pretty. might be a little obscure to be an untapped, but around here, Naked's got a pretty good following, so it could be in there. The color Let's is very pretty, look. much like the cider we've had yeah. before. And you can see the pomegranate, though. That's, mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have thought to put pomegranate in beer. Because, you know, again, fruit and beer, not my thing. But I like it.
1: Well, wheat beers, that's, that's about the only way I can choke a wheat beer down. Although hefe bisons are growing on me.
2: Really? Yes. I have a few in my fridge. I have th- come to notice um, or to learn now that my beer of choice probably this summer is going to be a sour. As opposed to doing a bison or a shandy or something along those lines, I find it much more refreshing and a lot less sweet. We were just talking about it.
0: Ian and I out at a bar, if you can imagine. <laughs> um, and then within two or three days, Sarah Bozich from Harrisburg wrote an article about you know our sours, the new IPAs like it's
1: Oh, I saw that article
0: yeah and. I really think that's what the true beer lover... Like, when we went to Adroit, we ended up meeting these folks because we Mm. brought a bottle of a sour, and they were so excited. They're like, this is a super rare one. Where did you get it? And we struck up a conversation for the next two hours because of a sour beer. Um, I do think...
2: It's unlike anything I've ever had.
0: It's not a cider. It's not a stereotypical anything. It's
2: It's not a shandy. It's not a wheat. It's not... Like, take all the things that you love about it, and then put that in a beer.
0: Oh, I... It is an untapped. Yeah. The soured one, too?
1: Well, this just came up with pomegranate weed. It didn't say soured, so it's...
0: So, I have to also share this. I made a few friends. Jordy kept laughing. So, um, red-headed Jordy, who was guest starred a few times, mm-hmm. came out and helped me pour because Ian had to work. And um, she kept laughing because I was wearing gloves the whole time. So no one could see my ring. And she's like, oh, you have so many boyfriends right now. <laughs>
2: like,
0: really? It's just because I'm pouring free beer in their glasses. Like, I think that's what more of it was. So One of them was a guy who gave me this, which is like a brown Livestrong bracelet. Mm-hmm. Uh, except if you see on the side, it says Liverstrong. <laughs> and then the, the other side of it says razor your glass. Um, he was amazingly awkward and just kept asking a lot of questions, but really grew on me. Like he was super nice and just really wanted to understand more about, about beer and where it comes from and what makes it good and how it, uh, it was just hard because there were like 4,000 people and a lot of noise and trying to answer his questions while serving the other folks. And so after like the third time he came back, he said, I don't mean to keep taking up your time, beer mistress, but you know, I appreciate everything you've done and I do do other things other than just go annoy people at beer festivals. Like make mem, like paraphernalia. And so he gave me this. Ah. Um, so so
1: he was at a brew fest, but he didn't know that much about beer.
0: Yes, that's okay. That's how I started learning. That,
1: it's a I, way I easier it's way. It's a great way to learn. Yeah, I think it's. A, I think it's a stuff. great way. Just most beer fests I've been to, they they know something about beer. Although there are a lot that, yeah, okay, I can see it.
0: Well, and it was another example of technology kind of getting in the way. Some folks wanted to check in or untapped every beer that they had.
1: I tried that once.
0: And I mean, they were holding up lines as they're, you know, oh, I'm trying to pick which one, have I had either of these before? You know, as they're looking through their app, it's oh, like, no, oh, come pick on. Pick your beer and then go
1: stand out. Exactly.
0: And do uh, other folks I was really impressed with, um, had like notebooks. And would take tasting notes as each one is. Which is kind of a brilliant idea. As someone who's Mm -hmm. been to one of those four or five hour drinking extravaganzas. After hour three, you don't remember the difference between. Yeah.
1: Yeah. After hour two.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was. That's what we did in D.C. by accident, actually. Ian had a notebook in his pocket. And we found a couple with the D.C. brow. I really on the wings of Armageddon. Because it's an IPA. Teresa's had an IPA event this week.
1: See, I'm a true hop head. I love my IPAs, but I think they've been overdone.
0: I have to be honest, I am tired of IPAs. And for some reason in the last two weeks, I don't know if it's the weather changing or what, I've actually craved them. Now, I kept asking for a sip, and it was very discerning in which IPA I would drink. Um I cannot remember the name of it there was one that i tried at Teresa's the other day and the reason i tried it is because it had like four or five different kinds of hops they were all citrus and that's my thing whenever i see those citrus hops pop i'm like oh okay no that's all it was it was like hmm. citrus hops in your face and then nothing and see, i'm like that, nope don't want it
1: yep now um i have to have to uh uh tout Milbach again have you did you get a chance to try the twelve hops of Christmas that they come? Up I with? did not. Because it's different hops each year.
0: Oh wow! And you can't, I guess, save them because they're hops. So
1: well, they'll still keep, but the the hop flavor will diminish after a while. So they only make it at Christmas time. Okay. And it's it, you would think it would be in your face, and it's not.
0: It's more fun than another spicy winter beer or something.
1: Yeah, it depends on the spicy. Do winter you beer. um?
0: Do you like Nugget Nectar?
1: Not my top beer, but I do like it.
2: Have you had it? I Jeanette?
0: have. What do you think?
2: Uh, I'm not usually a fan of IPAs, but the Nugget Nectar I do like. It's not quite Technically as... an
0: amber, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Or an imperial it's amber? amber, right? it's, a amber it's a hop amber. I think
1: it's a hopped amber is what they advertise it as. Okay.
0: Um, that's probably my favorite beer that Trogues does right now. Um, and I'm starting to feel... Because I hate to say it. I'm going to be judged. <laughs> Mad Elf is just too inconsistent for me lately. Um, like, I know what it can be. I know what it has been, and it I've hasn't been that. I've never been a
1: big fan of that Mad Elf.
0: Uh, so that had always...
1: <clears throat> I'll have the obligatory glass when when the club goes the, goes there for our meeting in December. Sure. Um, but Troganator my favorite of theirs.
0: Okay. Because uh, you like Doppelbachs. Yes. And that's why we're having one next. Nice.
1: <laughs> that's what my, my Doppelbach recipe is based on, what I think theirs is made like. But it comes out substantially higher ABV, so I suspect that it's not quite the same.
2: You
0: do have this superpower. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's something in your in your casks, I believe, sir, that yeah. makes it stronger. than. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in that extra soft water he starts with. I think so. Yeah.
1: I think that's part of does. it. And I've learned my system. Oh, I'm up to a half barrel capacity now. Really? I have kegs for everything now. Awesome. So it's... I. I um, my son wanted a vanilla porter, my youngest son, and so I said, well, if I make my standard porter and then put vanilla beans in, he says, I don't care. That sounds great. So I made a double batch and his got the vanilla beans and mine didn't.
0: He's never really been picky.
1: No, this was my other son. Oh,
0: I don't vanilla I don't know porter.
2: that you have other sons. I've only met the one. Vanilla <laughs> porter is one of my favorite.
1: Hey, I was really pleased with the way it came out. and. and I got peppered with questions the next time he came over cuz it was he and his friend went in together on the ingredients and awesome. And uh well, how do you know what the alcohol percentage is? So I explained it to him, but I don't I don't think it registered. I think we'll have to do that education some other day.
0: We were just discussing <laughs> SATs last night. I was like, I really am never afraid of verbal, but I could not go back and take like GREs and all that. I could not go back and take a math test. and took them.
2: Let's just say that standardized testing <clears throat> may not be the best measure of a person's. <clears throat> may not be? You needed that caveat? May not. I, I'm, may not. Yeah. Because uh, an IQ test that I took says one thing and my SAT scores say, you probably shouldn't go to college because I didn't even break a thousand. Wow. All my SAT scores. I,
1: I had a teacher tell my mother I would never get to college and probably wouldn't graduate from high school then I took an IQ test and the counselor tried to put me in all advanced classes. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you weren't being challenged mm. enough.
1: That was, yeah.
0: That's a lot of the case. I kept, um. If
1: I get bored, I shut down.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's like there's no
2: reason to do. Yeah.
0: I don't remember what grade it was. My mom never went to parent-teacher conferences because she was like, I saw your grades. I'm not worried. And as long as you're not getting beat up, I don't see the point. I'm busy. Uh, so at one point my teacher actually called and said, you know, you need to come in We you need to talk. And it was, I think it was sixth grade. It was history. History has always been my favorite subject. Right. You know, it's what I love. And I could tell the teacher inside out everything that we learned and more because I probably did my own reading. And when it came time to take the test, I was not getting great grades. I was getting like Bs, but she couldn't understand why. And, you know, I have the reading comprehension and everything else. And it was her hypothesis that I was overstudying. So her and my mother got together and like up to two days before the test, they would take all of my materials. They would take my books. They would take my notebooks, anything that I'd written and be like, go home tonight. Just play outside. Be a kid. Don't worry about it. And my grades went up. Wow. Who knew? I I wish that still worked today. I think that's valid. That whole, uh, oh, I know my lines, (coughs) but I'm going to overstudy. Yeah, I wish.
1: There's something to be said for that. I, I mean, when I got to college, studying was a shock to me. I didn't know what it was because in high school I never, never did and really never had to on the classes I was interested in.
2: I wish they would have told me in high school how different it would be because when you're in high school, it's almost like they feed you whatever you mm-hmm. need. And then in college, if you don't follow the syllabus, or if you don't do the at-home reading, you, you get a test and you're like, well, this is not what we talked about in class. Right. Well, of course not, because you're supposed to actually use your syllabus. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're that supposed was quite to a learn shock. outside
2: of the from, classroom as well as inside the classroom. From the reading on page 17, what does Carl Jung say about rats? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? That's when I knew I was doing college wrong. I was a <clears throat> freshman and my freshman roommate was a party girl from Boston. And she would never come home or she would give me a list of excuses to tell her boyfriend when he would call and she wasn't there. Like, it was great. (laughs) And uh, I would be sitting in the study room with my stack of history books because each history class, you know, has six or seven books and you've got to read them all. It's not one of those situations where you only read one chapter. And I remember thinking, it's, you know, 2 a.m. on a Tuesday. She's still not back because she's been out drinking. And I'm sitting here with a highlighter and I can't remember the last <laughs> three things that I read. Like, there's... yeah, Need a new direction in college. Need a new direction.
1: Well, what was her major, though?
0: Ah, uh, boys. I don't, She only go. lasted one year and then she, she couldn't stand the fact that there was nothing to do. And I remember thinking, didn't you visit the campus like i know that you came from boston but we're in rural pennsylvania surrounded by farmlands and battlefields there is nothing to do well, if you design. like history there's lots to do don't right there? <laughs> i think she ended up going into business of some sort or another don't make me oh no make, oh, art history go art history that's what it was it was art history? i remember it. because her junior year she went to italy for the whole year or something
2: i don't know art
0: history hmm
2: doppelbach <laughs>
1: Top <laughs> yes.
2: Moving right along, from the from the lowest to the highest. Here we go. Mm. So I, you will, I'm sure, not be
0: surprised to find out bought this because of the label, It's Heavy Seas, Plank Two.
1: Oh, Heavy Seas is one of my favorite. Beers. I
0: I like them a lot, but it's also very <clears throat> piratical. So in terms of themes, it well, fits with a lot that we do. It has a pirate
2: on there.
1: Every every bottle of their beer has some sort of pirate.
2: Heavy seas, mutiny fleet. A whole fleet of mutineers? That doesn't sound like a great hook.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it depends hook on what is you're, also like,
2: a pirate.
1: Depends on what your target audience is.
2: That's true. If it's raucous beer drinkers, it might be perfect. More, more appropriate if it were rum. They're uh-huh. right there along the inner harbor. Okay, well, now it makes sense. The mutiny fleet was birthed by heavy seas brewers who were discovered secretly brewing small batches of big beers to amuse the palates of their fellow crew. All right.
1: Yeah, They started as... Um, um,
2: Someone's right? dirty little secret?
1: No, it was, a, it was a different name and then Heavy Seas was their imperial version and then somehow they split. I'd have to go back to their website to figure it all out but Heavy Seas started with the brewers getting together and say, well, let's try this. People
0: <laughs> who make ABV beers like yours. Yeah, pretty much. They're a little heavier. Whoa.
1: I okay. did make a four point seven, the the other day. I was to exper- water
0: your flowers, or
1: no, I was just... I was experimenting. I was, <laughs> experimenting. <laughs> I were was you, experimenting. Were I, you, I, I, were you I making
2: t- lemonade that day? <laughs> <laughs>
1: was, I, I wanted to see if I could, so I, I knocked knocked the. It was lower than I had planned on it because I was trying to, hop it up. It's my wizard's ale, and I wanted to. And as Albert told me, he said, "Don't do that again." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good friend.
0: That's a good. Um, When life gives you lemons, make
2: lemonade, unless you're Berlin, and then make something alcoholic. (laughs) Hard lemonade? Nah. Wow, okay, this is going to be interesting. I'm reading about what Plank the series actually is. Ooh. Would you like to enlighten us? Well, it says that the Plank series of beers are designed to showcase unique wood aging techniques and their impact on beer flavor profiles. Which I don't usually think of an aged doppel. I don't either. And it says. Drugs just came out. But this one says it. unlike barrel aged beers, where beer is put in a barrel, with plank, you might say the barrel's put in the beer. Oh! Uh, okay. That's the new thing, like
0: the brewery at so, Hershey's doing. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, features uh, Plank 2, which is what we're about to sample, features a Doppelbach style lager matured with specially treated poplar and eucalyptus wood planks. Wow. That is not at all what I would expect ever. I am probably going to end up thinking of my pappy with this one because he had poplar trees in his like all, all I can think about
1: wood. is the time I left my mouth open when I was working with poplar in my shop. So <laughs> well.
2: That makes sense because she said it and you frowned and I was like, no, he loved poplar box. Why is he frowning? Poplar and eucalyptus. Maybe poplar the and uh, eucalyptus.
1: Yeah, yeah. that. Well.
2: Well, let's see if we're koalas. Eucalyptus spearmint is one of my They haven't
1: made one I favorite. haven't liked.
0: Do you want to clean glass? Mm. These are
1: Yeah, I think so. Because once, once the might. pomegranate warmed okay. up, it did sour a little bit. Yes.
2: Oh. I got it on the back of my head. Yeah. That might not be one that you do cold. It might be one that's better, a little bit warmer. Well,
1: well, as Americans, we tend to drink all of our beer too cold anyway.
2: Yes. I learned that when I lived in England for a year. Thank you. All
0: right, Berlin, I'm going to open this uh, Pandora's box. Okay. And there's been so much talk lately, I would like your wow. official opinion. It's dark. Are we at the beginning of a hop crisis?
1: We could be. Well I mean, The article that you had the link to didn't even mention the, um, what was it, in 2005 or 2006 the complete warehouse in Yakima Valley of hops burned to the ground. And to top it off, the smaller producers got infected. Hop prices went, it, it was 99 cents for an ounce of hops and it went up to $5 an ounce, and for some varieties it stayed that way. It's um, like
0: gasoline. Once you get used to paying that, then they don't want to lower the price again. Yeah, Well,
1: yeah, and uh, you know, and the hop farmers need to make a living too. But that's when I started growing my own hops. I said, okay, if these are gonna be that expensive, what hops do I use the most? And let's stick them in the ground. And, and I've found that like Cascade hops, you can't kill, you cannot kill them. Let me start you, with those then. If you, tr- you have to try. Um, I get four to five pounds of dried hops every year from those plants. Wow. You use two ounces in a batch of beer. We got over it, um, hops are still available, they're more expensive now. I don't think the price is gonna come back down because people are paying it.
0: Right, are they more popular now? Now that IPAs are up? Well that's the other up? thing,
1: yeah. Uh, everybody, just, you know. Everybody's got an IPA now. I mean, back then IPAs were the in your face beers, only hop heads and, and crap beer drinkers drank that stuff. The mainstream people didn't like that. Now everybody's got an IPA and I don't think everybody should.
0: I'm trying to remember who I was talking. Oh, a bartender over at Matador. It's a Spanish tapas place mm-hmm. over in Wayne, mm-hmm. and uh, they have tequila. They have amazing margaritas. Mm-hmm. I told him, I said, I hope you don't judge next time that I come in. I, I know that we, you know, I sell beer and we talked about beer for the last twenty minutes, but I'm still gonna have one of your margaritas because they're amazing. Uh, but he made the comment that he's pretty. He said we always have an IPA on draft because. People will come in and just say, "Well, what is your IPA?" And he said, "I'm pretty sure half the people who say that don't know what IPA stands for. Yeah, they just know it's a hoppy beer, and it's like, oh, I'm I'm keeping up with all of those beer drinkers.
1: Right, it's become popular, Mm -hmm. and not everybody likes IPAs.
2: A lot of people don't. I don't think you're supposed to. I mean, one of the people that I interact with frequently, when we do have really great beer conversations, he's told me about the differences, especially between A male palate and a female palate. You, beer mistress, are an oddity in that you enjoy IPAs. You could just put a period at the end of that (laughs) sentence. You are an oddity. Period. I could. I could. But then again, every one of us sitting on these couches could be. Um, Traditionally, traditionally speaking, I know. Put that (laughs) kilt away. What are you talking about? Uh, Traditionally speaking, women will enjoy malty, darker,
1: the sweeter flavors
2: beers. Well. But not necessarily a hoppy. Right. There's something in uh, like males the hop oil. chemistry that they they, they like that the that bite. Bitter yes. Yeah. i heard it
0: called something similar to like cilantro or there's a truffles. gene for it. Yeah, there's, there's a gene oh,
2: really? for cilantro. For cilantro, it either tastes good in your mouth and has a lemony taste to it, or it tastes like soap and dirt. That's when there Jason is one single genome truffles
0: it. because that's all that he. Oh, see, known. I learned
1: something. new. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, I love cilantro. I would, mm-hmm. I will eat cilantro salads. I like love. if.
1: Well, I used to grow it all the time, and then my wife said, "Don't put that in the salsa. I hate it." So yeah. now, she's, when know. she's not looking, I, when I make my salsa, I put it in.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't understand why people have such strong opposition to it. You know but I guess I it's not just a nope. dislike; it's a well, it, genetic distaste. But, mm-hmm.
1: But you look at you look at the hoppy beers too. It's like uh, hot foods, hot salsas. They've become real popular. You know the fiery hot ones. Not everybody likes them. Don't eat it because you want to want to be with the trend. If you don't Medium like it, don't about eat what it.
0: Because I, I want to taste my food.
1: Yeah. Well, and and I can taste through the heat, but I've had some that I dumped it because it was nothing but heat. There was no flavor.
2: Right. That's something that I haven't been able to understand either. There, are the I mean the people who do the ghost chilies, and they do it just because it's you know so far up the Scoville unit scale that they, mm-hmm. they must do it. Uh, that's not hot, how hot could that possibly be? Yeah. I, I don't enjoy pain when I eat my food. <laughs> it's supposed to be <laughs> well, a pleasurable experience, <coughs> and if two days later you go up to rub your eyes and you feel like you want to pull your eyeball out of your head because you had wings with ghost chili on them two days before. Or the older I get, it's usually the next day when
1: I go to the bathroom and I'm like,
0: what was I thinking? This yes. is still a bad idea.
1: <laughs> but see, I, I really like the hot. I, now, now that I'm older, I can't eat them as much as I used to, but I really like the hot foods, but it has to have balance. Yes. And it's the same thing with the IPAs. I've, I've had some that their whole purpose was to see how bitter they could make it there's no balance there. If you, mm-hmm. it's what really I've bitter done it's after
0: two or three sips. I don't want a pint
2: of that. Are you yeah. kidding? Like, it's got to have a malt that, backbone to balance be- because that. Because I don't necessarily enjoy IPAs as much as some people do. Uh, I, I, there was a question that I asked that is probably as a novice, but again, I don't really drink the IPAs. Why is it that every time I try an IPA, it tastes like I'm eating a grapefruit? That's the citrus
1: hops. That's, the citrus, yeah. Hops. So, well, some of the citrus hops. Uh, Centennial is grapefruity. Um, they say Simcoe is. I don't agree. I don't.
0: I think it's piney.
1: I think it's piney and cat pee. I. Cat <laughs> that I think
2: you I'm should have almost... been on the
0: Double Jinko episode. You would have appreciated trying that.
1: Yeah, I, I've had one beer with Simcoe in it that I liked, and it's one of the our, our IPA queen in the Brew Club. Um, Kristen makes it, but she has like six other hops to balance it out.
0: Someone made one recently, and I remember giving a skeptical eye when they gave me the list of the hops. And I took a couple of sips and I said, all right, touche. This is the first time Simcoe and I get along. I think,
1: I, I think people try to put it forward and Simcoe in my mind has got to be way in the back.
0: Sorry, we cut you off, but uh, each, each hop really does sort of, it's like a spice rack, if you will. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, it's going to bitter the beer, but then what it's, what else it's going to add to the mix is different. So, um, Ian's favorite hops are grapefruit hops that, I mean, just.
1: So he likes citra hops.
0: Citra. Del, uh, which
1: which is my favorite hop right now.
0: Yes. He absolutely <clears> loves <throat> citra hop.
1: Except there's one I'm trying to find. I, I, it's got to be an, an English or a noble hop. True English style ales have it. And I can't capture it. I don't know what it is. And I can't. One of these times now. Is uh, it
2: something that's in ESBs
1: or? ESBs have it. Some English-style browns have it, but not all. And it's like um, um, Boobie's Brewery has one. It's it's with their brown ale, and it's right there. And I couldn't, the brewer wasn't there, so I could oh. pepper him with questions because it's it's an earthy, herby flavor.
2: That would probably be a question for the owner of the whip because he grew up on English beer and that's a probably... Green.
1: Oh, he might, might even have question. something on tap that's like that. It's that one flavor that I've been trying so hard to capture and I can't and someday. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: look forward to watching you try and tasting along the way.
1: This is actually quite good. It's I I'm pleasantly surprised. Unique. Yes.
0: It's uh it's got like that warm finish that says that there was mm-hmm. some
2: some wood involved in the aging. Um,
1: but at least it does. At least it doesn't taste like um, Hall's cough drops. No. That's and what I was afraid of.
2: Yeah. I was thinking to myself, this could be good, or I could go with something.
0: If anything, I don't really pick it up except on the very end. In a, it's not bitter. It's more like
1: yeah, it's like a real clean.
0: S- it evaporates. Light like finishing a yeah. note. That's mm. a good. That's a good <coughs> way to put it. Yeah, light. Finish.
1: So this is this is quite good.
0: It's uh, it's rich. The color is
2: super dark. Um, there's almost a garnet color to it if you Mm -hmm. hold it a certain way. Yeah, Yeah. it's really neat.
0: I did something that I don't know that we've ever done before while we were having a fireside podcast, and that is we all used clear glasses. So we all got to see the color. Usually we all have to huddle around one glass (laughs) to see what color it is. But I thought it was more important since we were all over the map today. Not to it's mention so if good. you pour that uh, cider into like my green Ugandan glass, it would probably look kind of crazy with the brown and yeah, the green together. Yeah, would look Not so appetizing. Yeah,
1: I think so. I think yeah. we would... Of course, I'm colorblind, so I might not be able to tell. Are you really? Yes. Red, green, colorblind.
2: Red, green. You're like Mooney.
1: <laughs>
2: Mooney's red, green, colorblind too.
0: Mm. Much, yeah, he's walked me across fields full of plants before. He's like, oh, it's Can your pulse? job to tell me. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, I, I can, uh, certain things I, like camouflage doesn't affect me because I look for patterns in that. Well.
0: I was very excited because <laughs> I went to the DMV yesterday. I Jason used to laugh when he first met me. He's like, only you could make friends at the DMV. It's like, well, you know, their job is not ideal and I don't want to be here, so why can't we just bond around that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when I got my driver's license when I was 16 I wore contacts and then got LASIK but never went through the whole like here's my paperwork and let me prove it and retest and all of that so I was really excited now I got LASIK in January of 2000 so it's been 14 years and uh so they're like take the eye test and I passed quite swimmingly actually um And they gave me my old driver's license number back since i started in pennsylvania it went away but came back
2: you never lose it yeah i was really excited
0: and when they said double check everything i was like all i care about i was like get my address wrong i don't care i just want to know that you removed that little star that says that i have to have so that was a big deal for me
1: i'd like to get LASIK, but i have a feeling i'm not eligible
2: i think jason should get it and he's terrified i'm terrified and it's all because of a movie called Fire in the Sky. I cannot... I don't know what this movie is. Is uh, it a documentary or no. is it a, Oh, it well, stars, stars D.B. Sweeney. And the, the, the hero, D.B. Sweeney, is abducted by aliens. And one of the scenes that uh, forever is emblazoned in my memory is his flashback of a memory to being abducted and them doing testing on him. And one of it, it's like Clockwork Orange, where they're like holding his eye open, and there's a very, very big needle (laughs) coming towards his eye.
1: Oh, I think I saw that movie.
2: Yes. Well, that was the movie in which my brother and I huddled under blankets, going, Is it over? And when your father says, Yes, you believe him. And you (laughs) take the blanket down, and all of a sudden, it's burned on your brain for the rest of your life. And I don't know that I could ever.
0: It was, it sucked for 15 minutes. But for 14 years, I can see my toes in the shower, and I know what time it is across the room in the middle of the night. And, you know, it's like the little things like, where are my glasses? No, I don't have to do that anymore. So, I mean, yes, I was sweating like crazy, and my heart was racing, and it was uncomfortable.
1: See, my daughter used to work for an ophthalmologist, and she's explained the whole procedure. Yeah. And she, nowadays, she had it's it done. a lot better. Yeah.
0: Um, I had talk about so going back to my freshman roommate who has never come up before, but somehow twice in <laughs> the <this laughs> Wow. Yeah. Um, so I got it done. Over, Maybe she's a listener. Over winter break. I hope not. I didn't say the nicest things about her. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't say her name. Um, I got the surgery done over winter break, and because it was 14 years ago, they actually used to like cut a flap and roll it back. See, and that's where you lost me. They don't me. do that anymore. They, <laughs> they don't. don't do it that way They anymore. don't do it that way anymore. Okay. This is, okay. Um, <laughs> she doesn't sound But possessed. you can't rub your eyes when the flaps are growing shut, like resealing. So they gave me basically these huge plastic things that I would have to tape to my face every night before going to bed so that I wouldn't, in the middle of the night, like Remind. scratch or rub like my eyes. Kind of like the cone of shame oh. for the dog? It's like the cone of shame, but I looked like a, a huge, like bug you know with all the little reflecting things think freshman dorm for a second where's the bathroom like you have to walk down the hall in the middle of the night to get to the bath oh it was a hot mess i remember thinking this girl is gonna come in drunk one night and see me laying in bed with these eyes and just like worry that i have been abducted (laughs) worry not annette you don't have to do that anymore either no is it
2: covered by insurance yet yes is it?
1: Not all of it, though. Well. That's why I haven't even bothered to check yet.
2: Yeah, but... I mean... See, now
0: I'm intrigued. You see, I have
1: prisms in my eyes because I see double without without them in my glasses. and
0: Maybe you have more than one superpower, sir.
2: Doubt it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: fun to think about, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would be, but... Yeah, I have... I have weird eyes, so it's... I also see... Light differently than everybody else.
0: Is now the time you're going to slide into the conversation that you have X-ray vision too, and you no. just left that out?
1: <laughs> no, I don't have X-ray vision. I just my rod and cone proportion of my eyes are different than most humans, so I see in the dark much better than most people. And it's hereditary because um, two of my three kids are the same way.
2: That's awesome. And you have blue eyes.
1: Actually, they're they're blue most of the time. Uh huh but not always. And if you look close, there's six different colors in them.
2: Really?
0: I did one, the the driver's license thing, let you fill in the blank. Like, how tall are you? What's your hair color? What's your eye color? I've always, it's been Richard since I was 16, has said my eyes were gray. And I'm like, I usually really believe you. Gray was an option, but I was like, ah, my birth certificate says blue and my last two driver's license say blue. I feel like you shouldn't just go start changing the answers yeah. now. So I stuck to blue, but I was really excited. I, I remember when there were three options for eye color. There were eight and an other box this well, there, time. Well, there's
1: hazel too, which is a blue-green. Right. Which is what my mother's eye color is.
0: When I first started, I remember that there was green, blue, and brown. Mm-hmm. There were well, seven options, including, like, I have different color eyes. One of them had a, like, a pink refracting something. I was like, who has pink in their eye? I have no idea. Wow. But anyway. Well, mine, are,
1: mine are ostensibly blue, but if you look close, there's green, there's brown, there's a little bit of yellow. It's
0: Apparently, a- all of those colors combined make you see in the dark. Or do you eat a lot of Carrots.
1: That was my favorite vegetable when I was a little kid. My mother was worried I would turn orange.
2: It, <laughs> it works. Did you know that carrots were not originally orange? No, tell me more. They
1: were reddish, weren't they?
2: They were purple. Purple. Carrots are
1: purple. They're, yeah. as
2: a native, native vegetable from, uh, I believe, the Middle East, and they are purple. The only reason why they are orange here has to do with the alkalinity in the soil. And when you look at a carrot, At the very top of it before you chop it off there should be a purple Mm -hmm, ring mm -hmm. at the top of it because that's the part that's not in the soil
0: that's really interesting so today we learned about hops Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we learned about lasik (laughs) we learned about the true color of carrots and why people hate cilantro and we drank three completely unique and different beers well two beers in a cider
2: which was (coughs) your favorite miss annette I am going to well. It's too easy to say the cider. I'm I'm gonna say the pomegranate wheat. It was definitely one of the more intriguing of the three. This plank is very good, but it rem- it's reminding me of something, and I'm trying to think of what it is. I like all of it. I don't love. The more I drank,
0: you know, after half a glass, my palate feels heavy.
1: Yes. Well, Doppelbox are a heavy beer.
0: Right. Um and that's what I agree I liked the pomegranate wheat the best. A because it was super unique. I like you am not the type to seek out a wheat beer, but the balance of that, especially as it got warmer, really worked for me. Um but I think because pomegranate isn't a heavy fruit, it kept my palate clean yeah. and I liked that. Yes.
1: Well I, I'm no the the Doppelbach was my favorite.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's
1: but awesome. You know, I've made three wheat beers in the entire time I brewed, and I've been brewing
0: for other people, or because you actually wanted to. No, they.
1: Were, I was requested. Okay. Uh Ryan loved Sam Adams Cherry Wheat, and I figured out how to make that for him. I think that was one you tried when I think we first so. met.
2: The cherry. I remember that one being at the dinner. <laughs> it was so good.
1: And then the um, the. Um, rhubarb experiment I was
0: gonna say I remember getting a wheat beer in the rhubarb experiment I still have some aging downstairs
1: ah check check the bottles though something I think I figured out what happened with the bottles I think they're they're, I'm pretty
0: sure you checked all of mine last time and I only saved the ones that you felt made the cut
1: yeah they that was kind of weird and and I, I actually had a brewer look at it and he couldn't figure out what happened
0: Um, Well, maybe we need to take some rhubarb up to these naked guys and see if they did some neat things with
1: pomegranate,
2: what they can do with rhubarb. I think in in this area that that would be something that you'd think about because, dear Lord, once June rolls around, strawberry rhubarb pies are everywhere.
1: I was pretty pleased with the way the Belgian came out with rhubarb. Oh, (coughs) yeah. That
0: was was a very fun day.
1: Yeah. I never did get uh, uh, Max's feedback on what he thought of those if he's even tried them yet.
0: That's a very good question. I would say we should tweet him when this is over, but that implies Twitter and we both know that he doesn't have Twitter. Well, that. I don't have Twitter yeah. either. <laughs> mm-hmm. I finally get it. It took me a year and a half, but I get Twitter now. I like it. I tweet all the time. Um, I'm not sure what changed. It just clicked for me, I guess. The difference is I have like, I don't know, just over 3,000 followers. I only follow 35 people. And usually if you look at the ratio, people follow a lot more. I don't like clutter. So I'm only following you if I truly care about like the kind of stuff that you're posting. And Mm -hmm. if you start to post all the time, that's it. No, thank you. I'm, you know, unless what you're posting all the time is something that's, you know, an article or a recipe or something that's, you know, exactly what I'm looking for. And usually it's not. Um, yeah, if, if it were Facebook, I'd be unfriending people all the time. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm really interested in the Oh, no, 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 no. Um, or if all they do is direct you to their Facebook page, it's like, oh, I have Facebook for that. Ah, this is That's Twitter. Right.
1: You know? <laughs> so. no, but you get back to those articles. on uh, The one thing I've noticed lately in a lot of the articles that are coming, they're, they're either very rudimentary. They're or, written
0: by people who aren't beer people.
1: Or very doom and gloom. Uh, uh, the hop shortage and the grain shortage. Well, the farmers have been converting from grains for years, but with the craft beer industry, there's oh we can make money. They're going back. Is is there a time when it'll be more expensive? Yeah, but it's it's a crop.
0: Well, and you don't know yet. I mean, this was the harshest winter, you know. And how long? I'm a little concerned about the summer. Last summer was super, super, super hot. Mm -hmm. Um, since I don't have air conditioning in my new house, I am hoping this summer is not super, super, super hot. Uh, but it, depending on how it rolls, is it wet? Is it dry? Is it hot? Is it cold? That's going to affect any number of crops depending on where they're grown. um,
2: quite a few, um, Amish farmers who frequently come into the branch. They all have accounts with us because we're within biking distance, horsing distance, (laughs) <laughs> uh, that they're not worried. They're saying that this is probably going to be a very good year for a lot of the things that they are rotating in. You have to rotate the corn, yeah. the soybeans, things along those lines. Um, they still they still spread. They still covered everything, and the snow actually helps get things down further. Um, so... It's going to be a good year for sweet corn this summer, they said. It's oh going to be gosh, really good. Oh, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> oh, I love that. I lo- the corn wagons are my favorite thing about the summer in this area. Um, I used to come load up my car when I lived in D.C. because uh, just not the same. <laughs> they will say it's probably going to be, it'll be a little bit later for spring to get here, but that's okay. Right. It means the strawberry season's a little bit longer. It means uh. um, the eggplants will be very big and Robust. plentiful as opposed to the little teeny tiny things that we got this past harvest you know well, I'm somehow I'm very encouraged to know
0: that I the, would listen um, to issue. them A4. Yeah yes yeah. that's great <clears throat> talk about doom and gloom al roker he might have gotten skinny but lately he hasn't had anything <laughs> nice to say about much of anything Yeah really
1: I I want a job like that though where you
0: Make predictions
1: be, on the weather. You can be absolutely wrong most of the time and, and you still get job. paid.
0: do it with a smile
1: yeah.
0: and, um, you know, wear something flashy, which you're always very good at, so you should be fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for coming out. I think we had a lovely time. Yes. And uh, you you're and welcome back anytime and to pick something even more crazy. Uh, you can always find us on facebook.com slash dashingrogue, and I am on Twitter, and I tweet... At Beer Mistress. Uh, just released, I let it, the cat out of the bag. The new uh, chocolate stout braised short rib recipe is available at DashingRogue.com
2: It looks amazing. Oh it's my so gosh. I'm making I it looked, again this Friday.
0: I can't, oh, it's so good. And the only problem is that I'm probably going to buy twice as many short ribs this time because... Mr.
2: Lappel, well, thank you.
0: It's one of those things where, you know, when it sits in its juices for an extra day or two and it gets nice and thick and... Oh, yeah.
2: Anyway, yeah,
0: check that out. <laughs> um, and uh, new, new content constantly at Beermistress.com. So... Look us up. It is time to book your beer dinners for Father's Day and for all the birthdays coming. Last April, we had so many birthdays.
2: How so awesome would like, it be to have a graduation beer dinner?
0: Uh, yeah. Ian was surprised that we didn't book one for uh, St. Patrick's Day. He's like, what are you... You know, St. Patrick's Day is usually just a drunk fest. What have you got to stay home?
1: That's Yeah, that's amateur night. Yeah, uh,
0: we could have all sorts of awesome St. Patrick's... Or, sorry, Irish... <laughs> Irish inspired, you know, Ooh, beers yeah. and and food pairings. I, that's super fun for me. Mm-hmm. So. All right guys, until next time, this is Shannon, your beer mistress.
2: And Annette.
1: And this is Verlin.
0: See you then.